All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Two Losers podcast, where we talk about the universe. Today, you're joined with Brittany and Cassidy. Cassidy's hi. There we go. Um, We are going to be introducing ourselves to our listeners, and we are going to ask each other 36 questions that lead to love, to fall in love with each other. And we're already in love, so this is just going to make it even more. These are facts. Brittany's my twin flame. That's true. We are twin, twin flames. Should mm-hmm. I read the, the little intro thing? We're sure. on the New York Times. Okay. So in Mandy Lynn Cartrin's modern love essay, to fall in love with anyone, do this. She refers to a study by the psychologist Arthur Aaron and explores whether intimacy between two strangers can be accelerated by having them ask each other a specific series of personal questions. The 36 questions in the studies are broken up into three sets with each intended to be more serious than the previous one. So, all right, we're gonna start off with set one. I will, you don't have them pulled up, right? It's just me. Or do you yeah, have them pulled up too? I do have them pulled up, yeah. I have them pulled up too, but I'll ask you, I'll ask you first. But I guess we're both going to talk about them. But yeah. yeah. Right. So Cassidy, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Okay, are we talking like alive or dead? Mm. They have to be alive. Let's let's do alive. Honestly, I think I would want to have the Pope for dinner because wow. he just seems like such a like spiritually conscious and like holy and whole person honestly a wholesome person to share some chicken with but at its core I feel like he could like guide me for my life and like give me really good advice that's just an inkling I think I would go with the pope what do you think I think I would do Halsey yeah just because I just want to know her as a person because I feel like we would be friends like we're very similar everything that she says really resonates with me and she just feel her baby because sometimes pregnant ladies let you feel her baby yeah like I just want to like ask her so many questions and just like spend the day with her that'd be be dope all right next good choice love Halsey would you like to be famous Brittany and if so in what way I feel like we've talked about this one before, but I would want like something that I'm working on to be famous and well known, but not maybe necessarily my name. Like I think being famous would would be cool, so I wouldn't mind. But if I could pick between like having my work be known or having me be known, like I would want my work to be known. So like if I was part of a TV show that became really popular and like, you know, it's like a household, like everybody knows it, that'd be cool. Because that's something that's going to live beyond you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to die. But if you have like a really like cool project that impacts a ton of people, I agree. I think I would, I would agree that I would rather be famous for like producing something or like inspiring some sort of movement than like me as a person. Yeah. Plus that's like the perfect balance in fame because like, I feel like everybody wants to be famous, but they don't want to be the type of famous that's like, people following them around wanting to know like what brand of shampoo they use and like all these like random things that are like personal I don't know do you agree 
No, I agree. I just watched um, the Britney documentary and just seeing how they used to just fucking torture her by following her around. Like they would never leave her alone. And it was so sad. I don't know if I'd want that. Yeah, she was like the worst. Also like Michael Jackson comes to mind and like Billie Eilish blasting into fame recently. All those people I think are just like too famous if that's the thing. Like we are social creatures and we do want to be accepted by like our groups around us, but you're not supposed to know what that many people think of you. Right. That's, that's kind of crazy. So I don't, yeah, that's, I don't know if I would want that, but it'd be cool to have your work be famous. Anyways, okay. Before making a telephone call, do you rehearse what you are going to say and why? Not usually because I like to get my heart pumping, um, not knowing <laughs> what I'm going to say. It's like exhilarating. It's like my, my time to shine, my moment in the sun. But if I'm calling the doctor's office and I know they're going to ask me a bunch of questions and I don't want to have to like be on the phone longer than is entirely necessary, I will rehearse. Same goes for like dentist appointment check-ins over the phone any medical related anything yes I will be rehearsing but everything else is completely on the spot and comes from the heart um when I'm facetiming like friends and people that I'm close to I don't but if it's someone that I don't talk to as much or like the dentist or whatever I've dead ass sometimes like written out like what I'm gonna say because then you just have to read it I know that's so embarrassing, but I have. <laughs> I'm mean, like, okay, how am I gonna how am I gonna start off this phone call? Or like, what am I gonna say? Or sometimes, like, when I'm asking questions in class over a Zoom call, and I have to like ask a question in front of the entire class, I'll like write out the question. <laughs> Why do we do that? Why do we do that? You I don't, don't know what's going on. You don't want to stutter. But why? Like, what's wrong with like choking up or like stuttering? Like. My, I just don't know, like, why we feel the need to get it perfect the first time. That's unrealistic. True. Yeah, uh, I don't know. When you have a lot to say in your head. I do not know. Yeah, when you have a lot to say in your head, I guess you just want to make sure it comes across, like, exactly how you're trying to say it so people can respond. Because if you're trying to say something, you don't know exactly what you're saying people might not be able to follow along, follow along, but if you write out and you're like, okay, yes, this is exactly like what I want to ask or like say, then people can like follow you clearly. Dude, okay. I'm really so lame. I've, I've literally like wrote, written out in like note cards. <laughs> that's, that's so embarrassing, but I have. Hey, hey, no embarrassment here, no shame, or, I know that. Or if it's like, like a confrontation call where you have to like address something that's like, you know, like, to fix a relationship or like talk to someone about something that's uncomfortable I've I've written out like literally my notes app I'll be like okay what what talking points am I gonna go through <laughs> or like the same goes for texts that you're like kind of confronting somebody or exposing yourself like I write them out in my notes first and like edit them and there's drafts and I run it past people I'm consulting people like it's got to be perfect yeah so we just exposed ourselves, but it's okay. 
<laughs> on a completely unrelated note, let's veer off to question number four. What would constitute a perfect day for you? Being with you. Stop that. Okay. For, you. Oh, for, for our listeners, because we know so many people are going to listen to this. Um, I'm currently in Hawaii and Cassie is currently in Bloomington, Indiana. But we are from the same hometown of good old Frankfurt, Illinois. So we are doing a long distance best friendship at the moment. So I would want Cassidy here with me and we would do a hike. And then after the hike, we would go to the beach and then we would have really good dinner somewhere. And then we would watch the sunset somewhere. That's right up my alley too. I might be the exact same. This is why you're my best friend. You just have a good idea of what a perfect day is. Like, we both know that it's not like unlimited shopping spree. It's like time with people that we love. I would want to be in, okay, everyone that I love, my family, you, the friends that I like here at school, all of our hometown friends that are precious rays of sunshine, all of us in Hawaii on a beach for the whole day, like, playing volleyball and like swimming in the ocean maybe like some dolphins come for me it would be a whale would make my day if I saw a whale um and just like hanging out and then maybe we get a smoothie bowl because you know me and my smoothie bowls I love them love your smoothie bowls and then end the evening with the most glorious and beautiful sunset that anyone has ever seen encompassing every color of the rainbow if possible and then underneath all the stars, we light a little bonfire and we dance around some good music. And everyone lets me have the aux because in this perfect day scenario, everyone loves my music and we just dance all night. And then that's it. I think I would agree that would be a perfect day. Everyone does love your music. You have a good music taste. Thank you. Thank you so much. I still have that um, fall mixtape downloaded. Be prepared. 2021 fall mixtape will not disappoint. Currently curating summer playlists. Um, I love seasonal playlists. It's just like songs that make you feel like that time of year. Good times. Yeah. Really good times. I also want you to meet more of my friends here. Side note, but like we'll, we'll keep going. But I would add them to the perfect day as well, just to go off. I would also want everyone that I love there. Okay, anyways. Cassidy. Hey, Cassidy. Um, when did you last sing to yourself? Today? I want to say it was today. It's I today. was singing John Bellion this morning. Well, what's John Bellion's song? Gotta be Conversations with My Wife. Ooh. So good. Ooh. What about you? Um, to myself? If you're like in the car with other people, does that count as by yourself? Cause I was, you were just kind of like all looking out the window vibing. Sure. I'd say that, that was <laughs> yesterday. Um, and there was a lot of different songs, but we were listening to Labyrinth. Oh, Labyrinth is so good. Were you in your feels though? Oh my gosh. I was showing them cause he has some music with Sia that came out pre euphoria phase, I think, but there's a few really good songs there too. So I was showing them those. 
um, even though I know Sia has some controversy around her at the moment. Yeah, what's going on with Sia? She produced a movie uh, and had Maddie Ziegler as the star, I believe, but she was playing like a handicapped child or a child with disabilities, I believe. And people were saying that there were like ableist things. I don't know all my facts on that though, so I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I know there's been problems with that. Big yikes. Yeah. Okay. Well but pre but before she did that, she had some some solid songs with Labyrinth. So I'll show you that. <laughs> but the second part of that question was to someone else. Have you ever sang to anyone else like like a serenade? Because I have not. Unless it was like you, but it was like ironically. You're gonna call me a simp. On Saturday night, um, I went over to Austin's after I knew he had finished his exam. For listeners, Austin is my significant other. And I threw rocks at his window and I sang, I want to know what love is. No, <laughs> and a bunch of his neighbors came to the window and they were like watching me, but I had already committed to singing it until he came to the window. Like I was not stopping until he knew that I was outside. So I started like throwing the rocks harder because like he wasn't answering. Eventually he did come to the window and he appreciated it. But that was the last time I sang to somebody else. A serenade, a proper serenade. But so we, we did roll reversal. <laughs> you are a beautiful angel fish. And that is so cute. I don't, I mean, you are a simp for that, but like in a good way. Like that's adorable. And I Fair. love that for you. Did he love it? He did. He thinks I'm a goof. Hand throwing rocks at the window. Oh. It's so cute. Uh, we love to hear it. What about you? I've never sang to anyone else. You I don't think really, like <clears throat> you're like drunk and then you're like, you know, because you do like karaoke and stuff like that and you'll like be pointing at someone being like, yeah, you know what I mean? That's true. I've never like serenaded someone. All right. Well, then I have no choice but to come to Hawaii and we'll go to a karaoke night and we can sing to each other. Like, cast me out in the audience. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, next question. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, so you're living to 90, but you've got the mind or the body of a 30 year old for the final 60 years which would you want and i feel like i already know what you're gonna say but i'm ex i'm curious to hear this is actually really hard i don't even know what you think i'm gonna say because i mean realistically if you want to be more independent you would you would probably pick the body just because you could keep moving around and like for me I'd still be able to like hike and stuff which I would really like but then you would like learn so much if you keep the mind and you don't want to lose your mind so I feel like even though I'd be sad to lose the I don't want to lose the mind because if you you know if you don't remember anything and you're going you know so I think you I would have to keep the mind but right is that am I thinking of that the right way that's what I thought you were going to say. And I would have said the same thing because the idea of having like dementia or Alzheimer's, because I don't know about you, it runs in my family, like nerve wracking. And 
just the idea of losing my mind in general and like being forgetful or just not being on top of things sounds horrible. But even as you were explaining it, I could see the other side where like you'd still be able to go on hikes and like it doesn't take brain power to like have perfect vision and like sit and enjoy a beautiful scene at the top of a mountain or like sit on a beach and enjoy a sunset. And when you're like that old, do you really have that much that you're like worrying about anyway by now? Like you just want to live in peace and like have happiness. And the argument could be made that if you keep your body and allow your mind to just do whatever may come, you would live in blissful ignorance. Right. So even as you were saying that, I was kind of exploring the other side. I don't know. But the idea of losing my mind just terrifies me. I Yeah, I think I would have to go tip that scale a little more that way. But either way, too, because if you have your mind is sound, but you can't take care of yourself like body wise and you need someone to like be living with you like that would suck, too. Right. And the more that you sit there and you're like not able to stand or walk well, you're like alone with your thoughts. Do you even want to have a mind that can wander? You're like, I'm completely like conscious and I'm fine and I'm cohesive, but I literally can't move or like get up and I just have to sit here. Oh, I don't know. I I feel like I want to say body right now. Why am I wanting to say body? Because we just argued both sides pretty well. True. Because if you keep forgetting, like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Viewers at home, what do you think? Viewers, viewers at home, comment in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to do this yet. This is just our... <laughs> We're just going to be honest. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, and I appreciate when they just are up front, like, we don't know what we're doing we don't know what we're doing so true and I don't know about you but I've never actually started a podcast aside from like the ones that I choose to go back to the beginning I don't I'm not ever there for the beginning of a podcast I always join like somewhere like along the road and sometimes I'll go back and listen to older episodes for fun but like I've never like heard the first one that's interesting I start from the beginning even if they have like hundreds of episodes no way but then I might not necessarily always finish but I want to like I want to know from the beginning like how it started like every podcast I've listened to I started from the beginning wow yeah I'm a middler you're a beginninger (laughs) cheers to that cheers all right oh do you want to ask the next question uh yeah I think it's my turn right yeah do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? No. Because it's so, it's, it's not up to me. It is up to the universe. And no, I don't think, I, I know the ways I'd be fearful to die. I would not want to die with Alzheimer's or dementia. I would not want to drown. Um, I mean, dying in my sleep would probably be ideal or like dying, saving a life would be also nice. Yeah, Slow and painful death, like a terminal illness, that would be horrible. Yeah. I really hope that's not the case. Yeah, the slow ones, I I really hope that. I I think the same, like I don't have a secret hunch. I I don't know, whatever happens gonna happen, but I think about like ideally what I would like to pick. But yeah, I think 
saving someone else would be cool. Like somebody's Wait, gonna die. What? Why don't you and I um die on the same day? Do you want to die on the same day, and then we can have like a double funeral? So <laughs> we don't have to be at each other's funerals. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to be at your funeral. You don't want to be at mine. They can just put us in the same casket. <laughs> that we never leave each other's side. <laughs> okay, I take that back. I don't want to be buried in a casket, but that's sad. <laughs> Wait, what? That's like thinking one of us is gonna have to attend each other's funerals. I've never thought about that before. I know. Yo. Mm. Oh my you god. Don't, you don't get to die first. I get to die first. I can't deal with that Honestly, sad. I wouldn't want you to be sad. So I feel like if you die first, then I'll be I'll make sure your funeral's really good. Thank you. That's so thoughtful. And like <laughs> that's really sad, but like I would I would do it for you. I don't want you to be sad. So that is a best friend if I ever heard one. You're going to let me die first? Thank you so much. If you want. Only if you want. <laughs> you don't want to. We can, we can switch it up. Oh, my gosh. So, speaking of you being my best friend, have I mentioned that already? Um, yeah, they're going to be like, oh, this podcast is just them simping over each other. True. These are facts. Um, you and I need to each name three things that we appear to have in common. I'll let you go first. Okay. That we have in common. I would say we're both very spontaneous. We like not having a plan because that kind of makes it less fun. You just figure it out. I agree. There was one time we we made a wrong turn and then we ended up just going to Hamburger University in Illinois. (laughs) Like people are not actually really fun. (laughs) <laughs> we made a wrong turn when we were on the expressway and we saw hamburger university which is like the mcdonald's like training university and it was like eight or nine at night and we were like let's go see and there was a security guard and i don't think they were technically supposed to let us in but it was just like three innocent girls like what's going on here like can we look around and then we just got to like walk through and nobody else was there that was kind of like random and fun so cool so cool. I mean, that's not the most fun thing we've done ever. I don't want people to think we're lame, but like that's just an example of like just we just do whatever. Um, I would say we both really care about um maintaining like relationships. Like we're both good at at keeping up with friendships and relationships. I totally agree. Like friendships don't just happen you and I both know that they take a lot of work and if you don't like tend to them they won't be as strong yeah like it is a constant checking in but like in a good way just always staying um present which is why we're also doing this because it's going to make us talk at least once a week which is good but we were doing that anyways but just just to have that extra safety net um and then the third thing well, I've already said this to you before, but I'll say it again. Um, we both really like video making and like doing stuff with that. And you got me to do that more. And I don't think I would have done that without you. And now I'm majoring in film. So that is 
partly because of you, I think, like genuinely. I don't think I would have gotten into that as much if, if you didn't like it, because that was something we did together and it was really fun. That makes me so happy. I totally agree. And that's totally your calling. Like, you're so good at it. Ah! I'm so excited for you to be like a big time movie girl. And then I will get to come and see you work. On that note, a major thing that I think that we have in common is like watching good movies. And that gets to the core of what we both enjoy, which is storytelling. And like, we both enjoy the opportunity to tell this, what this is. We're like telling our stories right? and we like hearing stories and like connecting with people. And so like movies are a way that you and I do that. And like, we like to deep dive into them and like psychoanalyze things and look for like hidden things that other people wouldn't notice. And I think it just stirs like quality conversations. So you and I both appreciate um, good storytelling and good films in general, also good TV shows um what else I think that you and I are both very creatively driven and if we go too long without having a creative project or like an outlet to express ourselves we would just lose our minds so especially in the summer when we're both together I like that we keep each other accountable paint days even if it's pouring rain open up that garage door baby we're gonna paint on the garage floor and I just like that you and I can give each other ideas for projects, video projects, and like editing photos and just doing random creative project things. I just like, and like nothing is, nothing is too weird. I wrote you like five poems on your 16th birthday and you loved them, which made me happy because I felt like a nerd. There was, uh, I just saw um, a memory too, when you gave me that book and you like carved like the like cities into the pages you know what I'm talking about oh yeah I do remember that you like carved out how did you even do that you carved out the pages so when I opened it up it like looked like like a 3d picture kind of is that is that a good way of describing it yeah it's like a a world within a book like you open the cover and there's like a little scene on the inside that somebody has like carved into there I saw it in a movie me Earl and the dying girl and the girl did a bunch of them. They were all really cool. And I was like, Brittany deserves something cool like that. So I tried my best. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. We should do that again together. Um, and then my third thing that I think that we have in common is that we read people's love languages and we listen when they talk. Because not everyone wants to be loved the same way. And you and I both have learned that the hard way. Yeah. And I think that you do a really, really good job of getting to know somebody to their core when you actually like want to have a relationship with them. And you not only learn what their love language is, but you make it known how you would like to be loved. Like your, your love language is quality time, but you're also really good at all the other things like gift giving and physical touch. And like, you're just a good lover all around. Like you're just so sweet to everyone. So I'd like to think that that's something that we have in common because you being so good at that has inspired me to try and be better at giving and receiving love. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's something we're both really good at and it is really important. And I think we should talk about that more in one of our other podcasts we make because we have a lot to say about that. But knowing how to love someone by giving their love languages is like huge. Like that could make or break a relationship. 
Because if you're trying to show them that you care about them in ways that they're not going to receive it, it's like not worth it. Well, not not worth it, but it's not going to be effective. So that is really important. So I, I do always try to know. And that's true. Like mine is definitely quality time. Like ask me to go to the grocery store with you and I'll literally be so happy because I just like want to be with you. I don't care what we're doing. So yeah, I agree. We're both true that's a good one okay um for what in life do you feel most grateful Mm. I feel most grateful for my parents and this has been a gratefulness that I've always had but especially in college there have been so many moments where like I've struggled with my identity and like, I feel like such a failure. Like I'm not doing well in X, Y, Z, or I'm having trouble making friends or come what may. And those days when I just feel so down on myself and like, I'm not worthy of love. I'm reminded that even if I don't know who I am, I'm always their daughter. And even if that is the only role that I play that day, I find security in that and I appreciate that even if I'm a total failure that day, they love me and they're going to be there for me if I call and need help. So I think that is a blessing that I try not to take for granted because um, being able to say that even if I don't even remember my own name one day that I am my mother's daughter, I think that's really special. But that's just what comes to mind for me. What do you feel most grateful for? Mine is kind of similar to yours, but like, I just have a lot of really good like relationships in my life. Like we have always been very fortunate that we've had a good friend group and we haven't had almost any drama. Good, good friends. Friends that we've had since sixth grade and we are now juniors in college and almost little to no drama out of that entire span. Uh, that's because we choose to grow with each other like right we don't let our differences or like how we change affect our ability to be friends yeah and like we we were fortunate to have more than one friend group that we were both part of with great friends and like even here too now that I'm at school um like my my friends in college are really good too and I'm really grateful and so like a lot of relationships I feel very lucky with that because we always surround ourselves with good people and my parents too very good and they supported me to follow my dreams and come out here and my brother we both you and I both have good relationships with our siblings which is important too and we all are we're we're both very close with all of our siblings Cassidy has three siblings I have one sibling (laughs) she has a little more sibling love and has a little bit more maintaining. What you're looking for is chaos, Brittany. I have slightly more chaos. Yeah, but yeah. So mine, mine would probably be that. I have a lot of really good relationships, and I think that's friends important. turned family, and family turned friends. Amen to that. Right. The next question is: If you could change anything about the way that you were raised, what would it be? Hmm. I wish that I would have had more 
older kids to look up to? Probably specifically female, like more female role models. Um, I just, I was the oldest sibling. I am the oldest sibling. So I didn't have any like older, older siblings to kind of help me figure out the way. And I wasn't really that close with any of my older cousins or anything like that. Or like there weren't any older neighbor kids to hang out with. So I feel like a lot of stuff I just figured out myself, which is kind of a good thing in some ways because it made me kind of be more mature and just figure things out and do things my own way instead of just following someone else. But sometimes I do wish I would have had like a few more like kids or some something to look up to because I really didn't have that at all. Like there were no older kids really looking out for me or trying to really be in my life, which is why I have younger cousins now and I, I try to be involved in their lives and be a good role model for them and, and stay involved in their lives. Even when I'm far away, like I try to FaceTime them and, and do stuff. Cause that's, that's one thing I, I wish I would have had maybe a few more older kid role models, but yeah. How about you? Honestly, I agree with you. Um, I never had like an older, older sibling or like mentor that I could go to with like any question, no filter needed. And you and I both assumed like leadership roles because we were the firstborn daughter. And so I am like totally comfortable being like an older sister or like, like you said, like having younger cousins and friends that can come to me for whatever, but it would have been nice as a kid to have somebody to go to for all those questions where I felt like I don't know, like I didn't want to talk or if I was like fighting with my parents or I didn't want to talk to my parents about it, that I could have another person that was like my older sibling. And obviously I had my older brother, Daniel, but we were so close in age that anytime I asked him like about the workings of the world, he was like, I'm still figuring it out too. Like <laughs> he was only a couple years older than me. So yeah, um, just to have somebody that was like, a good deal older that I could go to that was like an older sister figure or a mentor that would have been that would have been great if I have to pick something different from what you said um maybe I would say I wish that I had been encouraged to try more things I was a very like picky eater and like particular about whatever like what I was wearing or sports I was playing and I wish I would have been encouraged to try like a little bit of everything maybe I would have pursued a musical instrument if I had been pushed to do so or like tried out for different sports because there's always that part of me that's like I could have been the best soccer player in the world but I never knew because I never picked up a soccer ball you know what I mean Dude, so. there's, yeah, there's so many things and this goes for ev everyone not just us but like if every kid would have started out trying every single thing like there there's probably so many things you could have been like wow like I'm really good at that but there's so many things you never even try so you don't know you're gonna be good at them right so it's like yeah you could just try it's like the movie soul when they go into that warehouse and they have to find what their like earth calling is or what what their spark is and they try everything until they find their thing. I almost feel like we should do that in real life. That should be part of our schooling. Because I just kind of picked something and then I stuck with it. And then I never really tried anything else. I was like, because I'm, I'm good at this, you know. 
like was I passionate about it maybe not necessarily but I was good at it so yeah like who knows everybody should just try everything right but then again to go off of soul do you have to have a purpose or is your purpose just to live and appreciate existing I agree that it's to live and appreciate existing because I know you feel the same however I do think that I would have been more like diverse in my pursuits now if I had been encouraged more when I was younger to like try everything, rule out nothing. And now I find myself like predisposed to like, oh, I shouldn't try that. I have no experience in that. Like I wouldn't get picked for that job or like, I am not going to try this type of food because I've never liked that in the past. And like, why would I like it now? So I think that would be different, but I agree. We don't need a designated purpose for living. Existence is enough. To convince ourselves that we need to do anything else is absurd. Right. So then there's so much pressure that you have to do something or be good at something, or there's only one thing you can be good at. But why don't you just try out things while they serve their purpose and then just move on when it's done serving its purpose. Like you do something for five, 10 years or whatever, and then you're like, hey, I don't really want to do this anymore. That's fine. Why do we sell as a society that you have to be stuck on one thing? You know? It's probably easier to organize people into categories. Right. But (laughs) yeah, like you don't have to just have one thing and that be your thing forever. You know, I don't know. I like change. I I, I don't know if I could be doing one thing for the rest of my life, you know? But look at how many people are doing that. And you and I would itch if we had to sit in the same desk for 40 years. But some people like that organization, like knowing what their day-to-day is going to look like. So who are we to say, don't do the same thing forever? If you're good at it, why not? But I agree that we should push people to at least try other things. It's safe, I guess. Like what to go off of your point, it's safe, secure, comfortable. But there are some people like you and I were that makes it uncomfortable that it's always going to be the same. You know? It's amazing how we're all different. <laughs> well, that was a little sneak peek on what the real podcast is going to be. Do you want to move yeah. on to 11? Yeah, let's do it. Do you, I read it now, right? It's my turn, I think. Yeah. Okay. Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Yo, do you want to do four minutes? I'll, I can uh, do a timer, or we could do less. I don't let's know. do four minutes. I feel like it recommends four minutes for a reason. Okay, true. All right, do you, I can get out the clock. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Um, sure. Okay. You want me to start it? Yeah. Okay, ready? Go. I'm Cassidy. I was born in 1999, October. Happy New Year to my parents. Um, and October. October. Sorry to interrupt, but October what? October 10th. She's a 10 out of 10. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, so my mom ate so much cookie dough, and she thought that she had a terrible stomach ache, but she actually like sent herself into labor. Um, so I was born eight pounds, eight ounces. I'm the second of four children in my family. Grew up 
um, in Plainfield, Illinois, in a humble home that my parents worked so hard to get for us. And I'm so grateful. I had a butterfly bedroom growing up and I played on the swing set and colored with chalk and enjoyed school and everything else. And my best friend Claire lived right down the street. And then we moved to Frankfurt when I was five and I've lived there ever since. I now have two younger siblings who are just angelic. The day I became an older sister was probably my favorite day of existence. And I've grown really close to my family. Did the middle school thing with the mean girls finding my true friends, all that stuff. Um, I played volleyball. I like to be outside. I just tried to be happy in every moment. And then I got to awkward middle school phase, which was when I met Brittany and I found my girl gang, which is still my girl gang to this day. And our friend group has only expanded since. What a blast. And then I got to high school, decided I wanted to be that girl that I admired in all the movies that was super involved, was nice to everybody, just did her best to do well in school, did my best to hold up that movie image that I admired, failing to remember what character inspired this. Um, damn. Anyway, I liked everything about high school, no complaints at all. Um, I was always sad I never got asked to a dance, but looking back, I am grateful because it built me into a better friend. And then I got to college, I go to Indiana University. I explore my passions for the nonprofit sector and volunteering, and I just go on all these service trips and I enjoy them so much. And I've made some really, really great friends, but I still treasure all those beautiful memories from high school and being on the POMS team and dancing under the Friday night lights and laughing and driving around, making life as best as we could in Illinois, Cornfield, Illinois. Me and Brittany's sunset dates are among my favorite memories. And now I'm in college and I'm figuring out my next move. And I'm about to graduate this year. Oh my gosh. And I'm just wanting all my dreams to come true, but I'm not gonna say them out loud because I read somewhere that saying them out loud makes them less likely to come true. So that being said, I'm a junior in college who is wanting to work in the nonprofit sector, who loves her best friend, Brittany, and is doing this podcast on Monday, March 8th at 7.08 p.m. You have 30 seconds left. Oh, 30 more seconds? 30 uh, seconds. Oh, wait, I can help you. Um, you can go into, uh, you transferred uh, your freshman year of high school from a Catholic school. Oh, yeah. I, that kind of fit in with the bullying thing. Um, I had some hard times in high school, switched high schools, best decision I ever made. And then coming to Indiana University was a really big decision for me. Super awesome. Um, life motto is to be in my eye and be in my heart. Everyone that's in my life is on my mind and in my heart at all times. And that's me. Okay, we're done. That was good. You really uh, want four minutes. I was trying to go through it so fast because I thought four minutes would pass away faster than I thought it would. And then it totally didn't. So whatever. No, oh, you did. You did well. You only had 30 seconds. Um, okay, I'm ready. Hello everyone, I am Brittany Marie Cruzel. I was born on March 14th at 3.23 a.m. on Pi Day, which also makes me a Pisces, which I talk about that a lot. 
Pisces sun, Cancer moon, Capricorn rising. Um, I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, my dad moved out there for a job. So him and my mom, they didn't know anybody in the state, moved to a cute little small town, small little Southern town called LaGrange, Kentucky. We were literally a dry county, so we couldn't sell alcohol. Like that's how small the count or the town was. Um, I grew up there, lived there for 10 years. My little brother was born, John, he's two years younger. Had a really good childhood in Kentucky. Freaking loved it. We lived like our neighborhood was built in like a forest. So my backyard was like huge. We had trees everywhere. Um, I would just go play in the forest with my friends. Like obviously safe. We didn't, wouldn't go too far, but I think that's where my love for exploring came. Cause some of my first like great memories are just like playing in the backyard, like in the trees and like, you know, playing pretend and like exploring and like playing different characters and pretending to like survive out in the wild and all that stuff. So yeah, that was really good. Um, elementary school was good. I think I was always a pretty talkative kid. I was never very quiet. Um, always really liked art. Like art class was my favorite as a little kid in elementary school. Um, we transferred to a different elementary school because it was kind of weird there. So third through fifth grade went to a different school, but it was like brand new school. So that was awesome. Made more friends. I just started to make a friend group of like four solid girlfriends. And then we found out we were moving to Illinois. So I was a little sad about that just because I finally had like a, a solid group. But I was also really excited to move, which I think most kids would be like really scared for the change, but I was really excited. Like I remember I would look at all the houses with my parents, be like helping them like shop for a house and like looking at all the different neighborhoods we could live in. So I was excited about that. And then I moved here or I moved to Illinois and then I wasn't that happy. <laughs> I missed Kentucky a lot just cause I liked the rolling hills and the forest and the trees. And then we moved to somewhere that was just like cornfields and it was flat. And I was, I was sad about that, but I made a lot of good friends. So I was lucky about that. Moved to or middle school. No, actually I started fifth grade here, but we didn't, Cassie and I didn't meet in fifth grade. We met like sixth and seventh grade. Um, so middle school was good. Like, you know, went through the awkward phase like everyone else and was uncomfortable in my own skin, but like making friends wise was good. Definitely found a good friend group fast, but you know, <laughs> straighten my hair every day, awkward had the freaking wallpaper zebra print wallpaper in my locker chandelier like a cringy middle schooler would um so yeah we got through it with good friends Cassidy and I became friends that was awesome she sat with us at lunch I stole her from her other friend group she sat at our table um high school was it's high school I am grateful for it you know it did it served its purpose we worked hard our friend group was all overachievers, which was good because it all, it was like, for the most part, healthy competition. Like, oh shoot, I've been talking a lot. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so high school wasn't great, but really wanted to move to Hawaii, followed my dreams and moved to Hawaii, got a scholarship that I had like a 2% chance of getting, got it. And now I'm here. Dang, I really went in depth. I didn't even get to talk about the Hawaii part yet. That's the best part. Sheesh. You want me to extend your four minutes? Okay, I'll, I'll try to just like shorten it really quick. So 
I have a love-hate relationship with high school because loved the friends, but I was really hard on myself. So I didn't really enjoy high school that much because I was so stressed about, I don't know, like making it, I guess, or like being prepared for college or whatever. So I don't know. I just, you know, did all the hard classes and did things I wasn't even really passionate about just for the chance that it would give me scholarship money. So for example, I did track and I was really good at it. Like broke school record varsity all four years, but like looking back, I never really loved it. Like I didn't have fun. I was just doing it for the chance that I would get scholarship money. The scholarship money was so I could go to Hawaii. So like it was worth it at the time, but then I ended up tearing my ACL so didn't even end up doing track so it was kind of all for nothing but it's okay I'm still here I got scholarship money for the academic wise so now I'm here I'm really happy I think that was like a big confidence booster to know that I achieved something like I had really big goals and I achieved them so now I'm here and I'm vibing and I really love it and I'm on my third year at UH and I just hike all the time try to be outside as much as possible and yeah that's where we're at. Love that. Love that for you. <laughs> now they really know us. They know you. I feel like I sped through my four minutes thinking they would pass and barely talked about myself, but it's fine. That's um, why I have all this whole podcast to have them keep knowing us. I'm not worried about it. Also, who am I? Do I even know? We'll figure Wait, that out. This Does this matter? Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Cause say it with me. <laughs> nothing matters. That's gonna be a motto <laughs> on this podcast. Cause that is my motto. But like, nothing matters in a beautiful way, not in like a bad way. Just like do what you want and do what makes you happy as long as you're not hurting anyone. Because nothing matters. Like, don't care what people think of you. And like, any like societal thing that you think exists, like, like embarrassment or like shame or regret, like it there is only this moment and everything that is happening is perfectly acceptable yeah nothing matters yeah like in a in a I don't want people to think we're saying that in a negative way like in a like in a good way nothing matters like don't care so much about what people think or like no one's thinking about you as much as you think they are like everyone is in their own existence living their own world and their life like they are the main character of their own story and they're dealing with their stuff so no one's thinking about you as much as you think they are so just do what makes you happy as long as it's not hurting anyone. I couldn't have said it better myself. On that note. On that note. We are, we are culminating tonight's podcast. A three-part series. We are finishing the first set. Okay. With the final like, question. Yeah. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, Brittany, what mm. would that quality or ability be? <laughs> Okay, mine would be to not be afraid to use camera equipment or like video equipment. That's something I'm very like really struggling with right now, which I don't know if this makes sense, but like I'm afraid of failure, which we'll get into. But like I just want to try something the first time and automatically be good at it or like not do it at all, which I know is bad and I'm working on that and I'm conscious that that is something that I need to approve upon. Um, but so for example, like when I'm in these film classes and like, I have to be the camera person, I get very stressed. Cause like, I want to do a good job. And like, what if I don't, what if I'm not recording right? Or like, what if I mess it up or I don't get a good shot? And I just want to like, not be afraid to do that and just go for it. 
because I'm also, I'm trying to use my drone again. I have a drone and I've been afraid to use it since I crashed it like freshman year, but it's just sitting around doing nothing. Like there's no point for it to just sit there, but I'm just so afraid to like crash it again, I guess. I don't know. So I haven't been using it, but I just, I just need to like not be afraid and just do it, you know? So that's like, that's a current thing that I've been dealing with a lot this past couple of weeks. So with that in mind, I think that's the ability. I would just like not be afraid to do stuff for my major that's gonna like propel my career. How about you, Cassie? I think that's a great thing to be able to wake up tomorrow and do. I hope that you feel empowered after putting words to that fear and that maybe tomorrow you do wake up with the ability to do it with confidence. Yeah, I just gotta, I just gotta do it. You know, just do it, just do it. Just do it, Nike. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine would be the ability, I wake up tomorrow with the ability to manipulate the elements. Oh, I you am went like, you went like powers. <laughs> oh, okay, well, <laughs> please continue but I'm gonna change mine now mine was super lame please please go ahead go ahead um I mean if I'm <laughs> if I'm picking like an earthly ability I would want to wake up tomorrow with with confidence like pure confidence because I'm working on that for myself and like I'm trying to trust myself and trust like my own vision for my future and who I am now and feel stable and secure but I still have moments of insecurity when I forget our motto about nothing matters there are moments where I don't feel confident in social situations, like one-on-one -on -one interactions. And I forget that nobody cares about me as much as I care about me, like the awkward part, <laughs> except for you. Um, and so I just like have a hard time with confidence and I really would like to wake up tomorrow with that ability. But if we're like sky's the limit or there is no limit because technically like sky is a limit, but I would want to have, um, superpowers I would want to be able to manipulate the elements because I feel like that's a very like yogi ability and I'd like to believe that there are people on this earth that have mastered the elements but they're so humble that they don't flaunt it to the public and like they don't advertise themselves as some sort of like superhero or like anomaly like they just meditate and live in peace and like they do it out of respect for the universe and like that's where I want to be Yes, to go off of that, if people aren't listening, I'm going to have to read it out loud, but to show you, because that's literally what you just said. So this is the autobiography of a yogi, okay? This is the book Steve Jobs left everyone that attended his service, like his funeral. He left them a copy of this book. He reads it, like, or he read it once a year. And it's like, kind of going off what you're saying, like, just being at that piece and like, you can manipulate things and like, make things appear like I'm not that far into the book but one of the stories is about like making a material item appear in your hand he talked about he I think his mom like he was she was able to materialize a necklace into her hands um so just to go off of that once I finish it I want you to read it too but um also that's kind of like Avatar the Airbender last Airbender kind of stuff which I would that's pretty cool I like that too You'd be <laughs> what'd you say? I said go Atla. You would be an airbender. 
I am an air sign. I believe that I would be an airbender. That I, that's what I would, if I had the ability to pick, that's what I would pick. I think that'd be awesome. Oh, would also, you be a waterbender or a firebender? We didn't, we didn't tell the viewers, but Castilla is a Libra. Oh, but I guess you said when your birthday was, so they could figure it out, but. I'm a Libra, Enneagram six. Um, I'm Enneagram three. Cause I just remember I'm half of you. Cause you're my other half. I love you. <laughs> oh, and then what's your, um, what's your, um, I forgot what it's called, but I'm an ENFP. Oh, what I'm talking about. I don't remember. I've taken the test, but I don't remember. Are you talking about the Meyer Briggs? I think so. Yeah. The personality. I'll know that for next time. That'll kick me off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this has been fun. Thank you for tuning in. This is a good Thursday evening. <laughs> See where we're able to upload this. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so maybe we'll get it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts one day. I don't know. It's big, big dreams, big goals. We can accomplish them. Anything can happen. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. I'm going Bye. to. Bye.